Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Dash Radio Show with your hosts, Don Wright DeBrosse and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on facebook.com forward slash the Dash Radio. Thanks and enjoy the show. And welcome to the Dash. And we are here. Dawn is here. Peter is here. Peter's here. And we have Esther Kish back for our second dose of fabulous from her. Welcome back. Thank you. Glad to be here. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we were just talking about puppies because I'm, of course, as everyone knows who listens to the show, surrounded by six of the most adorable ones on the planet. And um, we were just talking about happy and how great it is. So for those of you who are getting out of work right now, if you're in the central states or, or heading towards that 4 o'clock time in, on the Pacific coast, you know, just take a nice deep breath out there because it is gorgeous. I don't know if it's gorgeous for everybody today, but it is really beautiful weather where I'm at in Arkansas. And uh, it just made me totally appreciate this time of year. This is my favorite, absolutely, that it's just broaching on summer. You just get the oh, the sunshine, the air. <laughs> How about you guys? Are you feeling alive today? Oh, I today? love it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I took a weekend trip down to La Jolla this last weekend and took some time on the beach there, and it was amazing. So many mm-hmm. seals and pelicans. It's beautiful. It really is. And, I mean, La Jolla is such gorgeous country, and the, the mountains behind everything make it just just such a beautiful backdrop over there. I love that. That entire area is so stunning. Yeah. And so, they paint, um, my, okay, and so they paint my windows black. So I can't get any glare, and they never let me out. So I. It's <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous. What did you say? They, they they paint my windows black, so there's no glare on my computer screens. They never let me out of the room. And they just, you need to get out more. They, You're starting to sound like a programmer. They squish my peanut butter and sandwiches, and they slide it under the door like factories. Mm-hmm. He lives he like he could drop. If, if, he, if, he, if he wobbled, he would fall into the ocean. Don't let him fool you. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we talking about tonight, Esther? I would love to share some productivity tips and how to manage your time because I found that that is something, when I first learned about certain techniques and things that I also picked up on the way, just helped me so much to be able to have more free time outside of business just by being more focused when I'm supposed to be working. So I would love to share some of uh, those tips with you guys. Yeah, because, I mean, as you can hear from Peter, he does not know about that thing called free time outside of working. Yeah, they take the fuck <laughs> off the wall. They just say, we'll let you know when you're done. <laughs> He's just I there, but he works for himself. Like, he he takes the clock that. off. <laughs> <laughs> well... <laughs> Okay, so go ahead, Esther. Tell us how to save our time. So I feel like the very first and number one thing that you really, really need to look at is to when you're doing something for your work, to really be focused on that and not to be distracted by anything else. 
So, uh, of course, the, the age-old advice is to batch your time, and this is something that I learned first when I was working with a nutritionist. And what it means is that you batch similar tasks together. So, for instance, if you're paying your bills once a month or twice a month, if you can't automate them because some things you need to look at, like your credit card bill, um, then do all those things at one time. Maybe you do it Monday morning, and that's your set time to do that. Do your client calls back to one or two or three days a week, whatever works for you. Do your sales calls back-to-back as well because that way you get into a kind of a rhythm and uh, it's easier to, to really be able to do it faster because you don't need to spend time gearing up all the time. And uh, the same goes for running your errands or if you do your grocery shopping or something like that. Try to cut it down to just one or two times a week so that way you will be able to um, only do the drive once and uh, you're done for a week, you're set. Same thing for cooking. If you, I don't cook, but if, you, if I were to cook, you know, I would prepare something for at least a few days ahead of time. So try to batch it. And then to take it a step further, what I would recommend is to divide your activities into three different categories, uh, which I call the three Fs. It's flex time, focus time, and free time. So flex time would be something where uh, you dedicate it to things that will make you money now. So that would be something like sales conversations, actually working with your clients, um, talking to joint venture partners, whatever it is that you need to do to to create income in the next couple of weeks. Uh, So that's flex time. Now, focus time is something that is a special time that would be assigned for your long-term projects, for planning things, for perhaps uh, pitching yourself to the media or creating a newsletter, doing your blog, something that will pay off over an extended period of time. It's not something where you can really track it to an ROI next week, but it's something that will increase your reach and your credibility, and over time it will bring you more money in as well. And the third uh, batch of time would be free time, which is basically the rest of your life and all the fun things, playing with your puppies and your kittens. (laughs) And um, the way I do it is I look at my calendar and I divide it into three different types of days and I color code it. So I have, for instance, Sunday that is my free time and I try to have the full day completely just not scheduled. And I have two other days where it's flex time for me. Monday and Tuesday is when I'm working. Uh, Wednesday, today is, for instance, focus time. So all I'm doing is long-term projects, working on my blog articles, uh, doing this interview with you guys, um, creating a newsletter. And then the next couple of days will be again flux time, which are about purely making money. So that way you can just kind of plan it out ahead of time and It's not about really being rigid or or very inflexible, but if you have a framework to work with, then you're not subject to, well, whatever people are demanding of you, and and you're not jumping around to satisfy others, but you have your plan, and then you just see if you need to make small adjustments here and there, you will do that, but otherwise you have some kind of a plan to follow for the next couple of weeks. Okay, so for people who are scrambling to find pens because you started to strike brilliance very quickly, we have flex time, we have focus time, and what are the other two? Free. Uh, just, it's three categories. Oh, flex, flex, focus, and free. And free. And uh, the first term I used was batching your time, so basically grouping similar things together. Okay. Those are awesome. Thank you. 
So um, I, I don't know, how, how do you guys find it? Do you uh, dedicate a full day uh, to, for instance, the flex time where you only do is work, or do you prefer to do something like maybe three, four hours a day doing interviews and then the next four hours doing something else? What works best for you, Don? Well, <laughs> I have what um, <clears throat> I was gratefully termed uh, ADHD many, many years later after I didn't know that that was how my brain worked. And so for me, and I've been looking for the thing that was going to really suit me beautifully because I tend to be a an all-or-nothing person. Um, if I have a million things to do, I am much, much, much more effective than when I only have a few. So for me, and it's in indicated by my desktop on my computer, I've got three monitors. I have 15 to 20 different screens open, and <laughs> I am toggling between them. Um, and if I'm doing that at a high rate of speed, I get a high rate of productivity. If I am moving slowly through things, I really struggle. So I really like what you're talking about because – I, I might be able to go ahead and utilize what you're saying well, you know. Like I tend to, when I get down and I sit down at my desk, I'm here for 17 hours, you know. I, if I get up to go to the bathroom or I get up to take a break, it's just shocking, you know, because I get stuck in and I'm in the zone and I work. Um, <clears throat> I've, I've never had a system like what you're referring to. My free time, I'm, I'm okay with taking free time. I'm pretty good at that. Um, you know, if I really need to get out because work is home, and uh, mm -hmm. if I need to go ahead and really disconnect, you know, I'll go camping or I'll, you know, do something that's completely, it, it totally takes me out of the workspace. But um, I'm pretty good with free time and I'm, I'm, I'm okay with flex, but flex isn't really my, um, like, I'm not really good at, at free time and work time sharing space for me. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm somebody, when I'm working, I'm working, and when I'm playing, I'm playing. And I don't like the intrusion of either one on the other. Uh, sometimes I find it hard to put work down. I don't. I don't yeah. find it hard to put play down very much, but I find it hard to put work <laughs> down. <laughs> I I have the same thing though. It's it's so weird that sometimes, especially if I'm starting on a new project, I really mm -hmm. get wrapped up in it, and mm -hmm. it doesn't occur to me unless I literally have a timer that okay, it's been 45 minutes and it's time to at least stand up and get out of the room mm -hmm. a little bit. Mm -hmm. I I just forget about it. And yeah. I was talking to a friend of mine recently, and I, I told her, you know, I started at 6 a.m. and now it's 9 p.m. I've been working the whole day, and she said, well, you are taking breaks, right? And I'm like. Break. didn't even occur to me. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't I think know. about it. <laughs> I forgot to set my timer, and so that was the whole thing. <laughs> it just yeah. went down the drain. So mm -hmm. you really have to somehow put some kind of, for me at least, what I find is to put some kind of external uh, structure around it because otherwise, especially when it's your own business and you really want to make it work and, and grow it big, you get so wrapped up in it, and there is no way you're being productive 15 hours a day. There's no way. <laughs> well, it, it just really depends. Like um, the last project that I was on, you know, had an explosion. And all we could do was work. There was no it, – it was crazy. It was pure crazy. And when you're working at that level and there's just not enough of you, not enough no matter how many people you hire, not no matter what you do – there's no 17 hours a day and you're all you're doing is looking at the pile of what you didn't get done get bigger um going from that to okay we're going to have to create a new project what do you want to do 
was like going 180 miles an hour to a full stop. And so it's a very, it's a really challenging place to be for me. Like um, I'm not, I'm really, it's been nine months and I'm still struggling with getting to the part where I feel like my days are full. I feel like I'm getting really great productivity. I feel like I'm getting full use. And um, I'm actually looking forward to, I, I've been, I've been approached by a company that I'm really excited about taking, um, taking a, a creating relationship with. And um, so I'm getting really excited about that because I feel like, oh, gosh, I think I can be busy enough if I, <laughs> if I take this on. I, mm-hmm. I'm so bad at sitting still or semi-still, you know. I think it's uh, it's just I, I, it's part of me. I love if I'm working and if I'm in a work phase of my life, I want to be working a lot and I want to be busy, busy, you know. I yeah, just, yeah. It might just be my addictive personality, you know. My workaholic is is talking right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it has to do also with really enjoying what you do, though, because yeah. if you hated it, you wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't want to stay busy. I, I, I don't know how many years ago, but some years ago, I had an actual job at an office for a couple of months, and it was one of those things that I, I was trying to, um, you know, of course, be an actress, and so I just took something during the day, but it really didn't work out. Um, <laughs> I, I was basically stuck at the computer all day long at the headhunter's uh, office, and mm-hmm. I hated it so much mm-hmm. because it literally was just about looking busy all day long. Right. And it was an easy job, not something that challenges me intellectually, mm-hmm. and so I, I realized I never can, first of all, take a job, but I never can take an easy job because it's just boring. It's really, really boring. Absolutely. So. <laughs> I, I mean, I just don't know what I would do if somebody asked me to come to an office every day. It's like, for what? Like, I do my best thinking with my hair up, uh, like, on top of my head with a pencil in my sweatpants with one eye of my mascara gone, you know? That's where some <laughs> of my most genius comes in. If you ask me to go ahead and get dressed and do all of that and come to an office in order to start thinking, we're not going to get anywhere, you know? I just... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a work-at-home person. I really am. And I think that some of us are just built that way. You too, Pete, right? I mean... Could you get up and go to an office every day? I could. I choose not to because I think it would drive me kind of crazy. But, Mm -hmm. you know, asking, just so you know, Esther, asking about how she does anything is about as crazy (laughs) as it gets. So we'll talk about that on the other. I want to say that politely and with ultimate respect, but there's one of these in the universe and if the universe knew about this, they'd have her in a cage and they'd be studying. How in the world? <laughs> wow. <laughs> You're a biological miracle, You're though. A biological That's what I'm hearing out of this. her how she does anything is as unique as it gets. So we can talk about that on the, on the other side of the commercial. All right. Time for commercial, Alex. <laughs> Do you run a home-based business? Are you looking under every rock for your next superstar diamond in the rough? Are you looking for leads in all the wrong places? Look no more. If you're a seasoned entrepreneur, you know you need the right tools in place to run your online business effectively. If you're brand new at your business and you are looking for top-notch training that will take you and your sales team to the next level. For email marketing, autoresponders, lead management systems, and more. Network Leads is what you need to prospect, communicate, manage, and support your customers and sales organizations. Just go to 
www.networkleads.com forward slash the dash radio and register for your free lead management system today. You've been listening to the Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronx and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on Facebook.com forward slash The Dash Radio. And now, back to the show. And we are back with me, the biological miracle. And <laughs> <laughs> Peter and Esther. <laughs> I'm going to shut up now and let them talk. <laughs> so, Esther, I'll give you the more normal view of like how I handle time management. See, if you've ever seen Dawn work, Dawn really is... And if, if she wasn't on the phone... I would say the same thing. She's really an amazing person because I've observed what she does. She's got multiple personalities where she can flip on a dime, and she focuses instantly. So she's super creative, and she can take a task, and this is partly because of the chaos of what happens with the stuff that she builds. She builds everything so big. She's formed the habit of being able to flip on a dime. Okay, the accountant guy needs this. Bam, instantly focus like chop suey, we're done. All right, now the techie guys need this. This is what's going on over here. So she can instantly react and respond. And as a compliment, there's very few people that I've ever witnessed that can absolutely do the things that she can do at the level that she can do them and still keep themselves together. So brilliance on fire, absolutely <laughs> positively. She should be on display somewhere. Like. <laughs> <laughs> walking back and forth, just kind of like watching her and people buy tickets. Thanks. So, <laughs> I think. Birthday <laughs> yeah, is getting really close there to the eggshell level. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'll come back to a more normal thing about time management. When I when I first got started in sales. Um, my I didn't have anything to do. So meaning like I was supposed to be a sales guy grooming my way to be a sales manager. So I went down and the only thing I had to do was, you know, find people to show my product to, sell, service those customers and do it all over again. When I had to train people, what I noticed is my direct sales personally went down. So even though I get paid on what they did, my overall compensation went down because I spent too much time helping them. So it was out of whack, I would say. And then when mm-hmm. I became a, then when I became a manager, I had to manage an office, train the sales team as an assistant manager, and still sell personally. So I was in trouble because things would get out of whack. And then my manager kind of put things into perspective for me. He said, at this time during the day, you're the manager. Like in the morning, you do your interviews. At this time during the morning, you're the assistant manager. You'll work with your crew. At this time during the day, you'll be a salesman selling for yourself. At this time during the day, you'll be back to an assistant manager. And at that part during the day, you'll be the manager again. So he gave me clear and concise times from 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock you do this, from 10 o'clock to 2 o'clock you do this. And if you're ever in the wrong place, get back to where you should be. So for a really long time, that was the way my brain worked. 8 to 10, I was an assistant manager or a manager, whatever the goals might be. And then I compartmentalized my day that way. So it was much more structured for me in that environment. 
So what started to happen is it kind of like freaks me out if I'm in if I'm doing the wrong thing at the wrong time. So for instance, like when do you get a haircut? Well, you'd get a haircut when you shouldn't be selling. Like, could you imagine ever getting a haircut at 3 in the afternoon when that's your prime prospecting time? <laughs> so I would get so his my, hair got really long. My hair got really long, or I, would, or I would find somebody that could cut my hair on my terms. Mm-hmm. You're like, I'm the last one. I'm sliding in, and I had, like, an assortment of people that can kind of do it, and I have short hair. So it's like, like in 10 minutes, you get me done. I'm like the drive through haircut kind of guy. But I also realized how to chunk... <laughs> Like I just, <laughs> <laughs> drive through haircut. I'm drive through. Yeah, I'm drive through. If they could do haircuts virtually, I'd be in it. You know, so the reality was, <laughs> I had a I had a way of batching my time and then prioritizing my time. Like for instance, thank gosh for like recorded TiVo like type devices. You know, DVRs that record stuff. Because I could never like at seven o'clock if I'm working. I could never stop and watch American Idol, you know, or any of that sort mm-hmm. of stuff. So I'd want to do it on my terms. So I think the time management thing that you said with batching and then kind of prioritizing it really fits right up my alley because that's kind of like the stuff that I do just using different terms to describe more or less, I think, the same thing. Yeah. Dawn, so- on the other hand, is like, she. I'm telling you, she's like always on always working and could multitask in amazing ways and, and get a whole bunch. She can get 87 projects done all at the same time, so it's amazing. And then sometimes I'm off, too. Like, you just haven't seen that because usually when we're together, we got a ton of stuff we have to accomplish in a very short amount of time. Right. But, you know, like, I, I planted myself in the middle of there is nothing else to do but enjoy nature here in Arkansas because – that's what I like, you know, like I work and then I like to just be outside, breathe fresh air, be around nature, be around animals, dig in the dirt, get muddy, you know, like sit outside and enjoy whatever, sunshine and family. So I do have an off button, you know, I do want to say that. And sometimes, you know, when I'm on my off button, um, and I used to have a lot more difficulty processing my downtime because I was always thinking about what I should be doing for work. Um, I don't have that as much uh, in my 40s as I did in my 30s. And I think that some of that comes from a, a destination standpoint. You know, like I, I got what I wanted to achieve in my work life. Um, I, I, I wasn't just on the ladder trying to climb up anymore. I was, I was saying, you know what, I like where I'm at. I enjoy what I do, and I'm not trying to seek and find, you know. And I think that that, that whole journey for me had been like a real – you know, nose down and and blinders on and make it happen, make it happen, make it happen. You know, after the crazy chaos of our last project that was just a massive explosion of of work and people and and, uh, huge, huge, huge amounts of, I I can't even express the workload. (laughs) Put a rocket ship on a Ferrari. You put a rocket engine on a Ferrari. Yeah, and nobody had ever done anything like it. We just worked until, I mean, we phys- our physical bodies, my physical body wore out. I mean, it was just too much. But, um, you know, now I'm looking for, you know, that really amazing work-life balance where my creative juices can flow and my true genius can be present and then I can actually breathe and enjoy my downtime. And so this is a really neat time for this conversation Esther because you know I I would like to be able to create flex focus and free time and batch out my life a little bit more effectively so mm-hmm. it's a really neat time to be bringing this up 
We'll see. I mean, you know, I can't promise, but... <laughs> I mean, you have to find what you... It sounds like you found, though, the style that works for you because some people thrive when they're being very structured and someone else might just go crazy with that kind of uh, calendaring. Yeah, And no, they don't want to do that, so... Mm-mm. Yeah, if, I'm, I'm if not good works with, for you, then... Yeah, I mean, I, I, and that's the same thing. Some people, they have to go to work. They thrive in a structured environment. They need to go to work and be at work when they're at work and go home, and when they're home, they're home. I've been working from home for so many years that I need to have a place that I work in my home. That's very important. Um, but, you know, like, I find that I used to work from my bed because we had a small house, a big family, and... My bedroom was my office. It's where I could go and close the door when I had three small children and I was working from home. And so it became my comfort spot to be able to work from on my bed and I would have my little lap desk and my laptop and I'd be on my bed. And so I got used to laying down to work. And it was hysterical because, I mean, the people who worked with me, would, would they would laugh, but I would have to, like, prop pillows up and put my feet up when I had a desk. I was so mm-hmm. uncomfortable sitting at a desk <laughs> because yeah. of how I learned to work. So I think everybody, especially in home business, it's so important to find what works for each individual person, you know. And and you're right, you know, what works for me isn't going to work. I, I, I would be the worst trainer in the world because, like, as Peter said, I, I know I'm an anomaly. I know that about myself. I should not give advice on any of this. You should go no, ahead and yeah, continue. Don't, yeah, don't, yeah, don't model her at all. No, no, no. we can. I mean, no, no one can. <laughs> I have a friend who told me the exact same thing, that she likes to work from her bed. She has a she has space, but she just it's comfortable. Her laptop is in her lap, and that's where mm-hmm. it's supposed to be. And we were talking about having the calls. She's a coach, and we were talking about, instead of phone calls, to do your conversations and your client work via Skype, which is what I like to do, just to see mm-hmm. the person I'm with and to have a video chat. And she's like, I'm not going to do that. I don't want them to see me in bed. <laughs> <laughs> it, it really depends on what, what you find comfortable. It's just If you have some guidelines and you try it, it doesn't work, do it your way. And, and I don't think that there is one way to do it right just as long as the things get done, that's that's the only thing that really matters. I completely concur with that assessment. As long as it gets done right, Pete. That's right. Results. Yeah. <laughs> get paid and promoted based on our results. That's yeah. right. In, that's in about getting it done right, though, that's a whole other thing that we could go into, you know, being able to outsource stuff because some people – I mean, I'm like that, definitely. I think that the way I do it, that's the best way to do it, and that's it. Nobody else can do it that way. But sometimes you need to be able to let go and other people do lower-level or administrative or, you know, things that are not your work, not the expertise that you have, or if they don't have to do with your marketing or your sales, because those are things that probably you should do yourself. But other stuff... If you can outsource it, I think it's really, really nice, and it's very helpful to ease the load. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I come from a place of I I had gotten to – I had gotten very possessive of all of the different tasks. You know, I think when you start out as your own business, depending on what kind of business you do um, – if it's going to be right, it's going to be done by me. And if I mm-hmm. if I give it to somebody else, they're going to drop the ball. And if they drop the ball, then it's going to reflect on me. And so I'm going to have to do it. And so 
I learned to do everything, like to the point where, where and I, I know that that was a good thing back then because, A, I couldn't afford to outsource and, you know, I was just cutting my teeth and just learning what to do. And, and um, so I was like the person who could make your website, who could design your marketing plan, who could go ahead and then I would do all the graphics and create your logo and your branding and, 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 to the point where, and the problem was, was inevitably the, the people that I worked for, for years and years and years, they never realized how many people it would take to do all the work that I did because mm-hmm. I was just doing it all. So it never occurred to them that that would have been 500 bucks and that would have been $1,000 and that would have been this and that would have been that. But, you know, but well, Dawn did it in 15 minutes. What do you mean $500, you know? So <laughs> yeah. You can spoil people. Um, if you if you do too much at, all at once, but it, it does end up being like it's a whole new world when you're in the place where you can outsource and bring in joint venture partners that do those aspects of the job for you. I think it's a brilliant and wonderful place to be, and it's a yeah. whole new world. <laughs> and I'm so glad you brought it up also to equate it to dollars because the work that you do in your business still it has value and mm-hmm. maybe when you're getting started you're not thinking well I can't afford it or you don't think that it's that your time is more valuable than that but if you look at it once you really figure out your numbers like let's say if we go back to sales and you know that you convert one in four that means that if you let's say if you have a six thousand dollar offer then that one hour conversation that you spend with each prospect equates to fifteen hundred dollars that's mm-hmm. what it's worth on average. So if you're doing something like, um, you know, I don't know what it could be, like a, doing your bookkeeping or whatever that is a lower-paid job and you could easily outsource it, you could be having those conversations with other people. And regardless of whether they buy or not, you technically you are being paid $1,500 an hour. So it's, I think it's just a little bit of a mindset thing, especially when you're getting started, to really be able to let go of things that are not your core work and just outsource as much as you can. I totally agree. I totally agree. I think and, we're um, past our time. Yeah. Oh, we are. We are. Okay. We have to do a commercial. We'll be right back. Savage Smokes is a new site on the scene dedicated to the trending electronic cigarette industry. If you are looking into e-cigs as an alternative to tobacco and have been disappointed by the ones you picked up at the gas station or you've kept your money in your pocket because you didn't know which one to buy, head to SavageSmokes.com for honest and up-to-date electronic cigarette reviews on most e-cigs you see on the shelves. You've been listening to The Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronce and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on facebook.com forward slash the dash radio. And now, back to the show. And Dawn and Esther and Peter, we're all back. Here we are. And, uh, you know, I think that one of the things that it's so crucial to hear, in, in especially in this show, you know, so many people, they launch into having their own business, and they have all these shoulds, you know. 
Um, and, and it's usually, you know, either what they saw their boss do or, you know, if, if they come from a corporate environment or they come from another small business environment or if they're just starting out and they have all of these things that they think and they've projected all these shoulds and usually it's either because of the way somebody did it and they want to do it that way or the way somebody did it and they want to do the exact opposite, you know. But so much of of having your own business is about truly tailoring it to suit you. And, you know, sometimes too much freedom is no freedom at all. You know, when you give people limitless options, um, it can be a crippling blow, you know. It's like, you know, so starting out with a nice track to run on, and that's all you're ever going to get from all of the people that are here, especially, you know, the coaches, the good coaches, like people like Esther. And, and for all of us who have been in business a long time, they can give you a, a track to run on and something to feel out and find the perfect fit for you. And um, and Esther, it just seems to me like that's that's really what you do, you know. You, you seem to be such a gentle yet very clear coach. I really, I like your vibe, sister. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of times people come to me just because they need help, because they want to make more money. Usually that's, that's the case, why they come mm. to me. But um, when we look at what are the things that they are actually spending their days on, a lot of it is not profitable at all. And so I asked them, okay, what was the ROI on this particular thing? And they either have a very low number or they have no idea what it was. And so when you business for yourself, the whole idea is that whatever your reason is to pay down debt or buy a house or whatever, second home, whatever you want, but really it has to equate somehow to net profits in the end. And so if you're spending your time on Facebook, which I do a lot, it has to do with some kind of a strategy so you know how it will come back to you. Otherwise, it can be just a black hole that takes all your time away and, and you don't know where the day went and nothing got done that was actually important. You know, and and quite honestly, as, as productive as I have been in my life, I have those days. And I have days where I, I'm more productive in 15 minutes than I was the day before. But, you know, how do you, how does, so you recommend putting things into these batches and scheduling the lack of productive time? <laughs> I mean, how do you do that? For me, it's usually... Um, when I find that I've been unproductive, um, it's because I've been either energetically tired or mentally lazy, you know, mm-hmm. or just kind of drifting off and not really wanting, like having struggles with focus that day, you know. Um, so what is it, what's the cure for that? I mean, because I'm, I'm trying to think, well, I don't, you know, there are days where I, I schedule focus time, but they're not focused days. So right. Is, I mean, if if you don't feel like it, you probably should just take a break. Like, honestly, if it's really that strong of a feeling that you are not able to do anything that you've and, – and it puts all that pressure on you that you feel like you should be working and, and yet you're ending up 
you know, on the phone with your friends or texting or whatever, then do that. Take a day off. That's that's the whole point of, of having your own business, unless you have a deadline or really an appointment with a client that you can't reschedule because it's not a, you know, I don't feel like it is not a reason not to show up. But mm-hmm. but if you have something where, where you plan it for long-term activities and you you have a really strong sense about you that, well, it's it's much better for me to go and take a walk with my dog, then that may be actually more fulfilling. And being out in nature is anyway the kind of environment which will stimulate ideas for you or being creative. A lot of people get ideas in the shower because the monotonous sound from the water and scrubbing and whatever, all those things are just, they give you space to be more creative. My kids should be geniuses then. If it's in the shower, (laughs) my kids should be geniuses. I'm sorry. It's got to be an age limit. Like it must start after 30 because it doesn't happen at 14. Do they have long hair? Oh, my gosh. Esther. Esther. Like 40. Like how many things can you wash in 30 minutes? Like what the heck? Like Dawn, am I the only one who has kids that take like long showers? Um, you know, I, I got to tell you, one of my best friends used to take, like, 25, 30-minute showers. And, I, you know, I'm one of those people. I get in, I wash my hair, I condition my hair. While it's conditioning, I shave. I'm out in seven minutes, eight. When we were in the third world and we got this tiny little thing of uh, butane or whatever, propane to put into this solar shower thing, it was very, very cool. In Bulungula, South Africa, it was very cool. But it was eight minutes. I was in and out of the shower and done in less than eight minutes, and I didn't even rush. So I'm the worst person that, like, when it came down to, like, women in the bathroom and how long they would take, I have never understood this. And I don't know what a person can do in a shower that long, except to stand there and let the water go, you know? Like, do you just stand there like a zombie? What do you do? I don't know. I'm a long, long shower, shower person. No? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually really like the hot water, but I think it has to do with having, you know, I lived in Romania when I was a kid for a few years, and a lot of times they would just unexpectedly cut the hot water and it would be only cold. So I kind of have this habit that when I have hot water, I'm really enjoying it. Okay. <laughs> but now I have right. time, but it's still, it's just a habit, I guess. <laughs> Well, I think for me, like, I've been in, like, you know, even our world tour for 21 months, you know, we were in places where if you got hot hot water, you were lucky, you know. So, but we were chasing summer, so it wasn't so bad to get a nice water shower in some of those situations because you woke up dying of heat under a mosquito net. But when it came down to it, you know, like, I, I had the exact opposite reaction because I was so used to hot water running out that I never stopped to, like, enjoy it. I would get I would hurry to get all of my stuff done just in case we lost it. So, you know, like I I think that um, you know, I suppose staying in and lingering afterwards for a little while um I could do, but really I just I don't like being in the shower. I think some people just love being in there. Like mm-hmm. you tell me that there's creative space in there. I'm like creative space in the shower? Well, some people have it like when you're driving, let's say, and it's the same idea, though. It's very monotonous when you're stuck in traffic or you're even if you're in a completely free road, but you have to drive a long way, an hour mm-hmm. or two, just in a straight freeway. It's so monotonous. Nothing is happening. So your brain automatically starts to work, and then all these ideas come. I, mm-hmm. I have to share with you, for me personally, um, most of my best creative ideas happen 
when I'm horizontal? In the first few minutes before I fall asleep or the first few minutes that I wake up? That's really? where many times the challenges that I've had the night before, you kind of sleep on it. And because mm-hmm. when you're horizontal, you kind of just, hey, subconscious brain kind of figure it out or whatever it is that kind of figures it out. And then you wake up with that aha moment, like, oh, my gosh, why was there such a simple solution that I couldn't think of when I was standing vertically? So whether it's in the shower, whether it's laying down, you kind of find your space. Dawn, when I used to travel to um, the uh, carpet, red carpet events, I used to um, drive purposely for that quiet time behind the wheel. So I put in a good cassette, a good cassette or a good CD or whatever it might be, and they got a seven- or eight-hour drive. And even if you kind of like space out, you're not listening to the content over, those creative ideas start to happen. And I think that's a really important part of the whole creative process, especially if you're doing something on your own, where you have to be your own solution solver. When you're an employee, someone else usually does it for you because you're stuck in that system. But when you're on your own, you have to figure it out on your own. Mm-hmm. So back to Esther, relative to the cool stuff, you taught us about... Um, you said the first thing was going to be batching stuff, so that was a great tip. You gave us mm-hmm. three, the, the three things. Do you have any other goodies for us relative to, like, you know, those little gems that we can remember for the rest of our lives? <laughs> I do. The, uh, some, number two, once you figured out your batching, is to prioritize the tasks that really do need to get done and to make sure that you have a clear idea of what is most important and that will get done no matter what. And then after that, all the things that are useful or it would be nice and then something that is just purely for fun or really, really long term. So the way I do it, for example, is my number one is always on my flex days is current client obligations. So doing the actual work with the clients or preparing materials, uh, creating all those resources for them or bonus materials, stuff like that that I will be delivering in the next day or two. And I... After I'm done with current client obligations, I will go and follow up with my prospects, and that would mean sales conversations or reviewing the applications when people are coming to uh, see if they can work with me, getting appointments for initial consultations scheduled, stuff like coordination stuff that will be the next step into leading into having actual clients. So that's second on the priority list. Number three would be for me creating lead triggers, which is basically scheduling uh, work and upcoming promotions, getting speaking gigs booked, webinars promoted, whatever you do uh, in order to put yourself out in front of your ideal clients, that would be something that will lead to having those sales conversations, which will eventually lead to having clients. So you kind of work it backwards that way. And how how, How did you label that? You called it lead what? Lead triggers. Got it. So, for instance, if you go out to some live event and you're a guest speaker or even a keynote speaker, you you do your uh, presentation, well, there will be people who will be interested in working with you. And so it's basically you trigger them to come up to you to say, hey, I want to know more about what you do. That's why I call them lead triggers. Perfect. And. And so then uh, number four would be working on the long-term things. That's either in the separate batch of time or in a whole separate day, however it works best for you, Uh, basically doing publicity stuff, writing articles, social media posts, stuff like that. So 
that your Facebook, even if you do it like let's say one hour in the morning or whenever you do it, but just try to get it in a concentrated period of time, and then you can check back later during the day if you need to respond to somebody. Of course, you want to engage, but all the actual material stuff that will be collected to be streamed out, that can be done in one chunk of time. And then number five is really important as well, is to recoup and review. Look at the stuff that you have actually done. Make sure that they were all complete or where the progress is if it couldn't be done in a day. And see that, it's, am I where I really wanted to be a week ago? Or mm-hmm. yesterday, if, if you do a daily list, whatever it is. But just make sure that, that you're actually on track. And if not, then, okay, what do I need to adjust to actually achieve my goal? Absolutely. Okay, we will be right back with Esther Kiss here at The Dash right after this. Are you in a run about your taxes? No more with this simple template. Your business deserves the best and so do you. Try our simple bookkeeping formula. You'll look organized, find your receipts, and you might even get a write-off. One thing is for sure, you'll thank us. Visit bit.ly forward slash the dash taxes. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash D-A-S-H taxes. You've been listening to the Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronce and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on Facebook.com forward slash The Dash Radio. And now, back to the show. And we are back with Miss Esther Kiss and talking about focus and how to how to get the most out of our day. And, uh, you know, it's, it's so important what we're talking about right now because so many people can, and I, I was writing about this the other day, you know, like when it's your own business, it is so easy to go ahead and chalk up one bad day to just being one bad day and that you'll be more productive tomorrow and then all of a sudden you're looking back at a week or having burnt up so much valuable time and then you can put yourself in a real pinch, especially starting out in your own business because you don't know the the things you can the little holes you can fall in or the walls you can bump into or the creative blocks or or the financial things that you can end up up against. And nothing can kill creativity like um, the lights being turned off. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, it can, it can definitely increase your, your creativity and solutioning, but it can, it can really hamper your creative, um, your creative flow. So um, what, kind of, you know, what kind of things can we tell the brand-new person, you know, on, on how to set up shop correctly? Well, if if you found you must know even from your work experience from before or even back from school that what is the best environment for you to work in whether you prefer to have an actual dedicated desk and an area or you like to just be on your couch and work that way whatever works for you but after you found your framework use any kind of help that you can get. You know how there is that saying that all is fair in love and war? <laughs> and, uh, well, business is love and it's, it's war at the same time because you really have obstacles, especially when you're getting started out. So there is there are things like you could use an accountability buddy, whether it's a coach or just a friend who you will call every day or every other day, however you set it up, and say, hey, there are these five things that I'm working on today and 
maybe they will do the same thing. They will say there are five things that they're working on that day. And the next day when you call and check in with, with each other, see if it really happened. And if not, there may have been a legitimate reason why maybe it wasn't possible. But if there wasn't, you'll be kind of embarrassed to say two or three times in a row that, well, I still didn't do it. So that's something really, really good to keep you on track, to have somebody to be accountable to. And uh, a lot of people use coaches for that. I actually would not recommend it because you're paying good money to work with somebody who ha- who's been down the road where you, you are right now. And they can help you in a much bigger way with strategizing, with answering technical questions. So just to be an accountability partner, I would say that probably either your business partner or a good friend of yours who also has goals is a much better way to go. I do that to this day. I have a friend who um, is ahead of me uh, two hours uh, by time, time zone-wise. And so for her, it's 8.30 in the morning. For me, it's 6.30, and we just call each other and talk for 10 minutes. And, you know, I used to think that I was pretty good at getting things done, but <laughs> I have to say when I know that she's calling, uh, those things will get done much faster, much, much faster. Because <laughs> I know it, it, sometimes it's at 5 a.m. I just have to do it because Amy is calling, so... <laughs> <laughs> and and another thing too is to use technology to help you. There is so many tools that can help you weed out all the distractions. Like whether you just use an old kitchen timer, set it for forty five minutes or however you want to, or there are all these apps like Real Power on your iPhone that will not let you open an app more than whatever five times a day, however you set it up. So even if you're trying to go on Facebook or Twitter the sixth time, it just will not let you, literally. And a new one I just found, it's called Stay Focused, and it's spelled with a S-D in then, not an S-E-D, Stay Focused. And it's an extension for your browser, and you can set up which websites you're not allowing yourself to go to. Or let's say you are doing it for 10 minutes a day, and then if you're beyond your 10 minutes, then too bad, you can't go there. You can't even set it to change your settings till the next day. <laughs> so it's really, really helpful. It's forcing you externally to, okay, don't you think you should be working right now? Uh, <laughs> you should. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, and for me, and I know that, like, you know, I might be I might be out there as far as the norm, but, you know, when it comes right down to it, if I find myself struggling with one thing, you know, it's what what's really healthy for me is to know what the other things are that I need to have and, and get done and to create. So, you know, if I find that, you know, it's just drudgery getting through sales calls right now and I'm not in the right mood for it, it doesn't matter if I'm in a, if I'm in a low energy mood or somebody's irritated me or, you know, like one of my kids or if I found something that was a really negative start to my day, sales calls are not the thing to do. And I could make 500 of them and get nothing accomplished if I'm in that kind of energetic space. So to go ahead and know that, all right, well, in this week, I have all these things to do, and I have to write a blog, and I have to do this, and I have to do that, and I need to get some you know, marketing materials made, and I need to do some creative, and I know I need to do some work with... I, I found that when I've been in a really lousy mood, and I didn't really... I wasn't in a good place to talk to people. There's nothing like Photoshop to go ahead and color myself happy, you know? So, like, there's there's always something that I could be doing, and that's the beauty of having my own business. I have lots of different, very diverse tasks that I do in a day. And so, yes, I'm very good at flipping from one to the other when necessary, and I do have a very good toggle switch. Um, but 
and you know just being a mom with three kids and all the animals and you know all of the people in my life and and uh, I have always had to have a very good toggle switch and being a stay-at-home working mother who is the full-time provider and head of the household a good toggle switch is very that's ultra critical to survival I mean that wasn't exactly like something I I, I wished for it was something that that my only choice was to get good at it um, and it has served me very, very well, as it will any stay-at-home working mother. And, um, you know, because your kids grow up seeing the phone in one ear and the finger up saying, wait a minute, and you have a totally different reality, and it's a lot of guilt, and there's a lot of I wish. I, I, I always felt like I should be doing more for work when I was with my kids, and I felt like I should be doing more for my kids while I was working. And so I, all working moms deal with that. It's just something that we have to do. And when you're working from home and you're physically right there but you're not available to your kid, that's a real difficult time. So, you know, creating the toggle switches are, are ultimately important. Um, and, and, and another thing that was super important, and I think it was one of the most important things, is scheduling that free time that you're talking about. Every single solitary day when my kids would get home, I would take 15 to 30 minutes, and that 15 to 30 minutes I would not be on the phone. That 15 to 30 minutes when, like, they would walk in, and this is like I need to do it more often now. I haven't been doing it as recently because they're all in at different times. But, you know, if 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 that is the major part where you're being distracted and your heart gets torn up because your kids all come in and they want to see Mom, they want yeah. that that fifteen or thirty minutes of ultimately you being able to actually give that to them because it's your business and you choose your hours. Scheduling free time in the times where it's most important, even if it's only thirty minutes of your day, right? Mm-hmm. It's so important to schedule in because you know that's the beauty of having your own business is that you get to do that stuff. I so can relate to that, even though I don't have any kids, but I have mm-hmm. kittens, and it's mm-hmm. just, I mean, I know it's not the same thing, but it is as the far same as thing. I have having pets, the guilt important. for not, yeah, just just if you don't schedule that time to really spend with them, there were mm-hmm. there are times, you know, sometimes I would just sleep on the couch because they're not allowed in my bedroom, and <laughs> I feel guilty for not spending any time during the day or the night with them, so I just move <laughs> out to the couch. And, and cats <laughs> will be really, them. really, they're very clear communicators. They stand right on your keyboard. Yeah, <laughs> my cats do. Like if I'm not paying enough attention to my kid, and she stands on my keyboard, and then she'll sit on the keys, and she'll just look at me like, "No, we're going to do this right now," and I'm it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So They're little monkeys. <laughs> They're <really laughs> sweet. So okay, we've got just a couple more minutes. How do we want to close up for the day? Well, I would really definitely recommend just to look at what you're doing right now and. See, maybe just keep a track for a day or two, literally write down every single thing that you do and see how does that contribute to your business overall. Is it a long-term thing? Is it a short-term thing? Is it profitable? Do you know? Do you not know what's going on? And so once you figure that out, you will be able to, if you want to try bashing, do it that way. If not, then 
put it somehow in a framework that works best with your personality, but just make sure that you know that you're doing whatever it is you're doing for a reason, that there is some kind of a priority around that. And uh, as far as uh, getting accountability, I think that's really, really key so that you're able to know that there is somebody checking on you because otherwise it's just very easy to feel like you've been been productive, especially when you're starting out, but maybe it was just working on your, you know, your about page or new website forever. And if if there is no traffic to your website, then it doesn't really matter after all what's on your about page. So just really look at your priorities and see how that will fit into what you ultimately want to achieve. And if you don't know how to set it up, then find somebody who can guide you through this so that you actually have um, an expert who can help you through it and, and cut the sh- time shorter so that you're, you don't have to waste a year trying to figure these things out. Oh, absolutely. So that's the biggest time saver of them all. You don't waste an entire year figuring out what we just told you tonight. Pay attention when Esther speaks. <laughs> that's it. Thank so, you. Peter, anything else? Oh, I get it. I think we should really tell people where to find Esther stuff because this is, you know, there's some people that walk the walk or talk the talk, and she does the whole thing. So you can just see that everything that she's talking about is the stuff that she lives. So let's give people an opportunity to find out where she's got some stuff because she could be a great coach for anybody that wants her. Absolutely. And, of course, you can go to thedashradio.com and check out Alex's full expose on Ms. Esther Kiss because he does a fantastic article and write-up and gives you all the resource links that you could ever want to go ahead and find all of our guests over at thedashradio.com. So check her out there, and you'll see this really cool write-up. And then you can also go direct to www.estherkiss.com. That's E-S-T-H-E-R-K-I-S-S.com. So thank you so much. And I actually have a gift as well. Thank you for having me here. For the audience of Dash Radio, if uh, you guys would like to see how this can be applied to your own business, if you go to estherkiss.com forward slash apply, you can apply for a consultation free of charge. This is my gift to you. And we can look at what you have been doing so far and how is it contributing to your goals. And if it's not, I might be able to point you in the right direction how you might want to adjust something so that you get to where you want to get to faster. That is brilliant. And Alex will make sure that he goes ahead and puts that out on the stuff that he has for the article on you. And we so appreciate you. I hope we can get you back here. I sent you a message. I need to talk to you after the show, so call me. And, all right, uh, absolutely. <laughs> and we will all see everybody else tomorrow. And, um, Peter, are you not here tomorrow? I am not here. I am going away. And I am not here tomorrow either, so we're going to figure that out. So whether we're here or not tomorrow, you guys have a fabulous day, and uh, and we will see, at the very latest, we will see you on Monday at 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Have a fabulous, fabulous evening. Bye now. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to the show. At The Dash, we know that your time is precious, and your choosing to spend it with us means a lot. To get reminders for our live shows, Click follow on the top of any show. Also, subscribe to our blog for articles, inspirations, and great products and services for your ever-growing business at thedashradio.com. For upcoming mobile experience, text DASH to 37404. And don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash thedashradio. Again, thanks for spending some of your Dash with us. We look forward to talking with you again soon.